This message you're about to listen to was recorded live at the Redeemed Christian Church of God, the Throne Room Parish, Transcorp Hills in Abuja. Be blessed as you listen. Revelation chapter, chapter 4 from verse 11. Thou art worthy, O Lord, to receive glory and honor and power. For thou hast created all things, and for thy pleasure they are and were created. Have you seen it there? Praise the Lord. Have you seen it in scripture? Thou art worthy, O Lord, to receive glory, honor, and power. For thou hast created all things, and for thy pleasure they are and were created. Have you seen that? Right? So all things were created for his pleasure, including you. All. One of the reasons why Christ came, so things went haywire. One of the reasons why Christ came and paid the price is so that all things can be reconciled to him. All things. Be their thrones, dominions. Then book of Colossians. Be their thrones, dominions, principalities, all things, things seen, things not seen, things invisible, things visible. He paid the price with his blood. Why? So that all things could be reconciled to God. And See, your life, your entire life is to bring him pleasure. Give him pleasure. You don't live to give yourself pleasure, no. Why? Because he paid the price for you. See what he says. 2 Corinthians chapter 5 from verse 14. For the love of God constrained us because we thus judge that if one died for all, then we are all dead. 2 Corinthians 5, 14 to 15. And he died for all that they which live should not henceforth live unto themselves, but unto him which died for them and rose again. So he paid the price, you know, so that he came, died for all, shed his blood, gave his life, right? So we are all dead. It's like you dying. He died in your place. Not only that, he died and rose again. Why? So that you now, who have risen again from the dead, who are born again, you should no longer henceforth live for yourself. You live for him. It's not about you. It's about him. So, when you see a life that is functioning below this, it means that that life or that destiny is functioning below God's expectation for him or for her. Why? Because you are created to give God pleasure. What is pleasure? Sometimes God can be neutral, just stand upon his word, and nothing is moving. And sometimes you can make God happy. God has a heart. He has a heart. So you can make him happy. You can make God to smile on you. You can warm up his heart. God wants that every time he sees you, he's happy. You can, you can, you know, um, I define something that Pain, when you feel bad, pain is feeling bad, right? Pleasure is good feeling. God also has a right to have a good feeling. Why? He created you so he could feel good. So you don't deny him that. When you deny him that, you deny him of the purpose, the very existence. We've seen many people are living. It's not for you. You live yourself, live for my life. No. So how do we give God pleasure? How do we give God pleasure? Please try and get this series. We've been doing this now for about two, three, four, four, four weeks now. 
it will change your entire life and destiny. I say it will change it. Jesus Christ made a statement and Jesus Christ is our perfect example. He says, the Father hears me every time. Every time I call him, he answers me. Why? Because I do those things that are pleasing in his sight. When God is pleased with you, God goes, he goes beyond, he goes beyond just the normal. He goes beyond. I can't forget. Listen, when I read that place in the scriptures, it blew my mind. It changed my thinking. Because some of the Christianity that you have been sold or given right now, it's about me, about me. It's not about you. We live. You don't live for yourself. You live a life that is pleasing unto you. So it's not about you. Why he paid the price? Why? That is his original purpose for creating you. To make him to be smiling. He's looking at you smiling every time. So I read the place that blew up my mind. Changed my thinking of giving. Changed my thinking of many things. I read about Solomon. The Bible says Solomon loved the Lord. He was working the status of his father, David. He went to Gibeon. He offered upon that altar a thousand burnt offering. Then God appeared to him in a dream. Remember, it's not a dream. It wasn't a dream. It's a dream because it's a dream the way you think of a dream as he slept and he dreamt. But that dream was a medium of communication because everything that happened in the dream became real. Is that really a dream? I remember one time I dreamt that I was getting married to my wife in a helicopter. I woke up in the morning, I was looking for, there was no... I didn't... <laughs> even a kite I did not see. Now, that's a dream. Right? But when you dreamt and said, and you see, okay, you get married to a helicopter, and then you woke up, and then the helicopter is there. Wow! Is that a dream? God was using it because he was sleeping. So God has to communicate to him through that medium. Hallelujah. And it was a dream encounter he had that he never recovered from. So, God can make you have an encounter that to you, you will say it's a dream. And you are thinking, when will this dream be over? And God says, no, it's reality. Oh, I can't hear somebody say a very big amen to that. Some of you are thinking and saying, God, please, just bless me. If you can just change my, my, you know, I just want to have a deep, I want to know you more, you know, and boom! Does something open up, give you revelation, and all of a sudden, you don't begin just to see God, you begin to feel Him, you begin to know His presence, you begin to, He begins to open up the scriptures to you, so, whoo, this is not a dream. Or, for example, someone probably you have been trusting God and say, Lord, I'm, I'm tired of signing checks of a thousand or hundred thousand. And God just say, well, okay, no more, please me. Pow! Slaps you with one billion dollar contract. Boom! The bank is, your bank account is just beating. People are calling, EFCC is also coming to check. You say, no, 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 this is not fraudulent. This, this is just God. You know, sometimes when you reach your account, even the bank manager will, nah, this man, how can it rise from hundred thousand to one hundred billion? Oh, how many of us understand what I'm saying? So you are thinking, it's a dream, it's a dream, it's a dream, it's a dream. But it's reality, it's a dream. When I'm going to wake up, but you can't wake up. That is the kind of dream encounter that Solomon had. It became permanent with him. Hallelujah. 
So, how did he have this encounter? He pleased God. God, after giving a, a, a thousand bucks of it, God appeared unto him and said, Suma, ask me anything. Just ask anything. And the Bible says that Solomon asked, God, please give me wisdom. I'm a small child. You know, I'm not even supposed to be the king. Adonijah was there, Absalom, you know, um, Daniel, and all the sons. He had other sons. If you check in the scripture, you see some other sons. I'm also from, you know, a product of, you know, a dysfunctional arrangement. Uh-huh, Bethsheba. Um, and then now you're making me king. You can see how gracious God is. Some of you come from dysfunctional homes. Listen, there's no home that is perfect. Even Abraham had a dysfunctional home. But God used him. Hallelujah. Praise the name of the Lord. So it is not where you are coming from. When people see saying generational this, generational this, you are still going back to what is tying you down. God is able to change that story. And I pray for someone here in the precious name of Jesus that what will become of you and your past will be completely different. When people come to want to judge you too, to compare it, there will be no connection whatsoever. If you are the one that God is talking about, you will not be sitting down there. You will stand up and shout a very big amen. Say, God, you are talking to me. Thank you. You might be seated very quickly. So he pleased God. He said, just give me wisdom. I do not know how to go in, how to come out. So Solomon was a very humble man. Give me wisdom. Because what is in your heart is your kingdom, your people. So I can rule them with. And God, the Bible says that what Solomon has, the Bible used this, pleased God. God was pleased with it. Ha! And all of a sudden, God remembers something. That's, ha! Many people are praying everywhere all over the world. God, give me riches. God, give me honor. God, give me glory. God, I want, I want to hammer. <laughs> God. God. God, God, I want to kill all my enemies. Die, die. If my mother, if it's your mother-in-law, mother-in-law, die, die, die. Father-in-law, die, die, die. Killing, kill them all. Only you will remain. <laughs> long life. I want to live long. Three days of covenant long life program. People are there shouting. God said, ah. God came and, God, God thinks. God said, Solomon, you've not asked me all these things. You've not asked me for riches. You've not asked for the life of your enemies. You've not asked me for, see, because you have pleased me. Even this one that you have not asked. Bah! Take it. So God exceeded because God was very happy. He was pleasing him. He was just waiting his heart. Just take, take, take. Angels, take. take protection, take. Your, your enemies. Oh my God. No, and you are going to have 360 degrees uh, peace. And when a man's ways are pleasing to God, even his enemies will be with him. So, and we've seen that sometimes ministry. Can you imagine that a church, a ministry, is built on just enemies? To kill enemies money, kill enemies, have to kill enemies. 
You don't need all these things. Why do you want to suffer when Jesus Christ has paid the price for you? It should be for a position of victory. Isn't it? So he said, even that of enemy, me, I will fight for you. How can you fight? Take. Somebody said, somebody said to me, Pastor, 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 I heard them say this. So she was afraid. Because you heard them. I said, cancel it and move on. Because while you are sleeping, maybe they said many things in Europe, in America. How would you know? It's God who's protecting you. It's not because we had the advantage of hearing the one that you are hearing and saying, hey, I sent it back and kill it. And if you want to be killing 24 hours, then you will, you will not sleep. Because you kill everything, every second. Whatever they are saying here, cancel, 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 two, four, seven. That is why you should rest because Jesus Christ is the one to fight your battles for you. He said, vengeance is mine. Just, you just take it, take it easy. And when you need to engage warfare, you do it from a position of rest because I'm the one who has given you victory. Oh, please help me bless the name of the Lord and thank you. Let somebody help me thank the Lord and shout a big hallelujah. So he gave him all that riches, honor, glory. From Ethiopia. Listen, his news went around. People wanted to know what is the secret of this man. Just one entrance. It pleased God. Pleasing him. Pleasing him. I pray that you will not be frustrated in life and you will not go running after those things, the things that will run after you. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and then not you running after them. Your life will not be skewed. Oh, I can't have somebody say amen. Oh, I can't have somebody say amen. And I pray that every error in your life must be corrected in the pressure. I see people come into alignment. If you had one that God is talking about, say a very big amen to that. And shout the loudest hallelujah. So, how do we please God? Today, I just saw just one. How do I please God? Just in this service, I mentioned just one and then we close. How do we please God? Let's open our Bibles very quickly to the book of Psalm 147 verse 11. It says, The Lord taketh pleasure in them that fear him. Have you seen it there? In those that hope in his mercy. So God takes pleasure in them that fear him. Isaiah 33 from verse 6. Isaiah 33 from verse 6. And wisdom and knowledge shall be the stability of their times and the strength of thy salvation and the fear of the Lord is his treasure. So God takes pleasure when you fear him. Listen, the word fear of the Lord is from the Hebrew word yari. It means it doesn't mean for you to be terrorized by God or to be intimidated by him. It doesn't mean to be terrified. It doesn't mean to be horrified. If I use that word. By God. Because the Bible says perfect love casted out fear. So, why? Fear has torment. So, it is not a tormenting fear that God is talking about here. The fear of the Lord is a respect, a regard when you reverence him. Highest regard to him and say, God, 
I regard you. I, I reverence you. I, I honor you. The ultimate honor you can give unto God. When you not being frightened of God, it's a good fear and that fear is for your good. Why? See what the Bible says here. Proverbs 16, verse 6. So this fear will do two things for you. I mentioned two things that this fear will do for you. There are many, but just two. If you want the rest, you can go first service and previous services. Two things I will share this morning that this fear will do from you. Proverbs 16, verse 6. It says, By mercy and truth, iniquity is purged, and by the fear of the Lord, men depart from evil. Have you seen it there? So, men depart from evil. By the fear of the Lord. It says, fear the Lord and depart from evil. Joseph, a living example. People who fear the Lord, I mean, just there are countless of them, numbers. You can, you know, they are there in the scriptures. Well, I think the example of Joseph. Joseph was young. Joseph was sold into slavery by his brother. They took him, stripped him of everything. Put him in a, in a well, brought him out, sold him to slave traders. Potiphar came, bought him, put him in his house. So he got there. No dress, nothing. Remember those days how they sold slaves. They sold them naked. So he got to Potiphar's house, got to Egypt, where they didn't know God. They were worshipping idol. He must have had some peer pressure as a young man. But you see, see, no Bible, no manuscript, no synagogue, no fellowship, no family, no family altar. And I didn't see in the Bible that angels appeared to him. The only thing he took from Jacob to a strange land was the fear of God. Is able to keep one. When he got there, he had an encounter with Potiphar's wife. Potiphar's wife said, come, lie with me. Come, lie with me. Come and compromise your faith. You know what he said? He said, I cannot sin against my master. Not only that. He said, I fear God. Even though nobody is looking. Hi. But I have a high regard for God. I can't disappoint him. That was what kept him. The fear of the Lord. And he reached the height of his calling. Do you know what it means for someone who is not an Egyptian to be living amongst people of strange language? He learned all what, you know, everything, but he never served their God and never did anything that was contrary to God because of the fear of God. 
Listen. The fear of the Lord is a treasure. It's an asset. An asset. It's a treasure that everyone needs to carry with him in the journey of life. Number two. I want to differentiate something here by the help of the Holy Spirit. Let's just open our Bible to the book of Deuteronomy chapter 10 from verse 12. Deuteronomy 10, 12. So number one, fear of the Lord, you know, will make you run away from evil. Number two, there's a difference between fear and love. It says, now Israel, what does the Lord thy God require of thee but to fear the Lord thy God, to walk in all his ways, to love him, to serve the Lord thy God with all thy heart, with all thy soul. Have you seen it there? Okay. And if you read Acts chapter 9 from verse 31, Acts 9 31, then they had, then had all the churches rest throughout all Judea and Galilee and Samaria and were defied walking in the fear of the Lord and in the comfort of the Holy Spirit, they multiplied. You can see that the fear of the Lord is from the love of God. Many of us love God. Oh, Nigerians, we love God. We love God. Churches everywhere, everything we put God. Every meeting, whether official must pray. Allow the people from this region to pray. The people from the other region to pray. Everybody loves God. How many of us love God here? Huh? If you love God, say love. Say I love God. Say, I love God. See what it says there. But now Israel, what does the Lord thy God require of thee? But to fear the Lord thy God and to love him. So there are two different things. Many of us fear God. Many of us love God, but we do not fear God. Let me give an example as I close. Two bosses or two parents with children or two bosses and his workers. If you have a boss that they love, they don't fear, it's possible for you to have a love for your boss, you don't fear him or your parents. You have another boss, another parent, the children they love and they fear. The outcome of these two will be different. Let me tell you why. When the one they love and they fear, they respect, when it gives instruction, they take it. Isn't it? Me, I loved my father. I also feared him. And this sometimes we see in some dysfunctional families. Maybe if somebody is brought up by single parents, a single man, or a single woman, sometimes, you know, you have to be consciously make sure that there is a balance. Otherwise, children will grow up to fear you, but because of the way that you have treated them, they don't have the gap for you. They don't fear you, but they love you. So you can love someone and not fear that person. Not have a high regard for that person. I have a cousin, cousin, he loved his mom. Oh my God, this guy can die for his mom. But he doesn't respect her. When she gives her an instruction, always going contrary. One time, he went took C of all the house and went and sold. 
So before his brother came back from the UAM, from London, he became a rascal. He died in the prison battle. Uh, yeah. He died, yes, they released him when he, had, he was working with all the top guns in the country. They were using him for bad things. That is very bad. He, he loved his mom, but no respect. Go to school. Have you read your book? One of my pastors went to the UK, brought his son from here, from Nigeria, and took him to London. So he was there, but he was okay. And then he had to leave because he was doing a course there. After the course, he came back to Nigeria. So he left his son and his mom there. Every time, the mom would call, giving him problems. He would call, pastor, 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 pastor. This guy, he's coming back midnight, following all these bad boys. We don't see him, this one. Now he's so rude to me. And anytime I talk, he will say he's going to report me to the authorities. Uh-huh. So when they told my pastor, pastor said to me, well, pastor, he was one sharing this. He said, okay, no problem. He took a flight, went to London. So he waited that night. He came back late, took him here. He said, when, <laughs> please don't do it. He came. He said, is it true I don't listen to your mom every time this one? Why are you coming for this thing? His father is giving one slap. Bah! Do you know I'm going to take you back to Nigeria? <laughs> Say, like, I'm sorry. Say, if you report me in... <laughs> that was where the boy changed. Because he respected the father. So, it's possible that you love God, but you don't have a regard for him, and it's not good for your life. It's not good. Now, let me give you an example. How do you, the Bible talks about learning to love the Lord and that fearing, fearing, I mean, learning to fear the Lord and also fearing the Lord is a choice. It's a choice. We we'll see it in the scriptures. Fearing the Lord is a choice. Must be say it's a choice. Say it's a choice. Say it's a choice. So you choose to fear God. It's a choice. Some of us come to church, for example, and we're in church in service. People are having an encounter with God. They're praying. You take your phone, you're on social media in church, and you're sending texts. It means you have no regard for God. You don't fear Him. Sometimes, maybe in your quiet time, you pick up your phone as you are praying. Father Lord, in the precious name of Jesus, phone will ring. Hello, hello, who is that? Uh-huh, okay, that's him. Father, in the precious name of Jesus, thank you. Phone will ring again. You pick up the phone. As time, you even call. Let me quickly call this one so I don't miss this business. They just call quickly. Send a text. Then sometimes, you see, it shows you don't have respect for God. People come to church and you are sitting, you are sending texts. Church has not yet ended. Where people are having impact and then you are receiving sending messages. Somebody sends a message to you. Oh boy, now what are you going to do after church today? I'm already discussing what you are going to do after church. Listen, the Bible says that sanctify the Lord God. Let him be your fear and your dread and it shall be as a sanctuary unto you. One of the ways in which you can incubate the presence of God is for you to revive him. 
when 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 you say, Lord, I know that you are here, I just I just sanctify you. You know, I listen, I give an example this morning. Is it possible? People go, you know, that you go to president right now, get to villa, then you sit before the president of this nation. And then, you know, to get in there is not easy. Nobody just sleeps and dreams and you see yourself there. They will screen you. There must be a reason why somebody has to pull you in. Then you get into the executive chambers. You are sitting there with him. And he's with you. And, and you are discussing serious things. And then, as he's talking to you, you take the telephone call. Ah, what is the match today? Are, are we, is it who won the match? Uh-huh. Excellency, as we are saying. And that this thing comes. Is it Arsenal or is it, you know? Or is it possible? Because I was watching some few weeks ago, Buhari went, our president, President Buhari, he went to the United States, you know, with, and he had a meeting with Trump. I was watching all that. To discuss very serious issues. Issues of global reference, issue of national, national security. Serious issue. And then he gets there, himself and Trump. And they were discussing as they were signing some memorandum of understanding. And as they were talking, he would just carry phone. Ajia, you see, it shows you don't have respect for. And God says something. No, it's not a laughing issue. It's not a laughing issue. And God says something. Listen, He said, if you cannot do that to your governor in the book of Malachi, can you do that to me? It means you don't respect me. The power of God is coming and moving. A worker or someone you've been in church for many years. Nothing is happening in your life. Why? Because you have no fear of God. It's not only to love him. You must have his fear. Listen, you tremble at his word. I have seen people who receive testimonies in this place. And anywhere I've seen, I've seen that it's people who respect the presence of God. Every time they will say, when the pastor said, when the word of God came, I pick it up and I heard. It's not, I've not seen people who come and give testimony and say, when I was sending text, something happened to me. That is not how God operates. Everyone who has come here to give a test, people come, and invite their friends and say, come. One guy came here with church credit now, the sixth one, from a very solid hospital with papers. The power of God hit him, bam! He could move his head. How many of us remember that testimony? You saw him. Is it possible for you to move your cream when that bone is broken? Something is wrong with it, degenerated. It's not possible. Instantly, we have seen people, some of you are here, you can testify. Many testimonies. Do you get that testimony by just taking spiritual things lightly? You don't respect God. Worship time, no respect for God. Sending texts everywhere. You think it's about your dressing. People coming to the church. You come to church, you bring um, um, a mirror and it's nothing. Wait, who do you think you are? Who do you think you are? Listen very carefully. This might be the reason. This might be the missing link in your life. Even though you love God, it's a different thing when you respect God. When you fear Him, 
Oh my God. I remember a man in the scriptures called Elisha. He will never leave the presence of Elisha from Bethel to Gilgal, from Gilgal to Jericho, from Jericho to Jordan. Everywhere they want, they wanted to distract him. He said, no, please don't distract me. Why? The sons of the prophets came and said, do you know that your master will be taken over from us? He said, no, just hold your peace. Don't distract me. Why? Because he knew what the power of just one entrance can do. Just one. One entrance. Listen, some of the strange anointings I've received came from simple meetings. No big meetings. No, this one's coming here. No one big, big meeting. Simple meeting. All because I understand how to revive. One time we are having we're naming a baby. Remember one day? On the airport road. Naming baby. Presence of God came down. Just the naming baby. Baby naming. Do you believe the word of God for you? See what God says. We are two, three people are gathered. I am dead. Oh my God. Do you take God for granted? Do you tremble at the word of God? As this word is coming forth, you maybe are thinking, it's the word of a pastor. This is not the word of a pastor. He's the word of God for you. Do you tremble? It will show you how, how much fear that you carry. It's not enough for you to love God. You must fear him. You must reverence him. You must give him the highest devotion. Music minister. Go to some meetings. Music ministers. They are singing music. Somebody carries camera out. And taking selfie. No wonder why there's no power anymore in the church. No wonder why everything has turned into entertainment. Do you do you see these things? Are you learning? Torum. You learn the fear of God. You learn it. Some of you even giving to God. You bring the blind. There's no time we are going to the book of Malachi. You bring the blind. You bring the lame. You bring the sick offering to him. He says, can you do that to your governor? Can you do that to your principal? God has blessed you so much. And church needs something. Some, to bring offering and become difficult. You rather go and go to the side of, you know, go to the side of daddy freeze. Who is saying all these things? Rather be at his side. Because you don't want to give to God. Do you know how to honor God? Honor. My father, I knew how to honor him. I went to school. This man gave birth to me. Kept me, loved me. Protected me. Even some of all these things that people are saying. Altars and things like that. It was doing all those things that time before I became born again. became hot for God. But many years ago, 
you take me to someone to put marks. He said, because you only want people to kill us. He was doing all that because he loved me. Not because um, it, it, it was ignorance. Because later on he became born again, powerful for God. Even that you upon knew him. Powerful. Old man, powerful. But before then, for doing all this, he loved me. Didn't want any evil to touch me. Sent me to school. Sometimes I'm reading, he's there with me. Many times, not so many times. In the night, my father would stay with me. Throughout the night, from 12, I'll be reading till, just for me to pass. I got finished. School of Pharmacy, graduated. With flying colors. The first salary I got, took it. And honor him. I didn't care whether I was born again or not born again. I, I became born again before him. Mind you, he was the son of a reverend father. And he told me that your grandfather didn't teach me all these things. That I was the one that went astray. But now I'm back. When he was old, he was telling me all these things. Took my salary. Everything. Daddy. And knelt down. Honored him. Take it. He prayed for me. He said, from today, you will never receive less than this. Some of you don't even know how to honor your parents. First salary, you are thinking of buying a smartphone. Where has the culture of honor gone to? No wonder. Talk, talk, talk. Every church is talking. Talk, 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 talk. Too much talk. No power. It takes much more than the world. The word is just part of it. When I read it, when I saw it in the book of Ezekiel, I told you my Ezekiel. It says. You can put it on the screen. By the sword and by fire shall the Lord plead with all flesh and the slain of the Lord shall be many. Two impact. Two. The sword. The word of God. Sword of spirit. Fire. Presence of God. Then again, in the New Testament, I was reading about Peter and I saw in the book of, you know, Acts of the Apostle chapter 10. In the house of Centurion. I would say when Peter was still preaching the word, W-O-R-D, Holy Ghost came and fell. Two different things, two different impacts. They knew how to reverence God, how to respond to his word, and how to reverence his presence. Except you think as if God is far. God is too close. Closer than you ever thought. Learn how to honor him. Life can never be the same again. Father, in your and let's pray. Go ahead and just speak to God. What has God spoken to you? Let that be your prayer point. In the precious name of Jesus Christ. We believe you have been blessed by this message. To download this message, please visit our podcast at The Throne Room on your handheld device or computer. For any inquiries, call 08087-000004 or visit the Life Center at number 20 Colorado Close off Dame Street, Maitama Abuja. You can also visit our website, www.rccgthroneroom.org. You are highly lifted, highly favored. Highly favored.